I don't want to interrupt a guy that's speaking in South Carolina. You know, it's like we're, <laughs> we're live. Good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. It is a turn it up Tuesday. Where are you at this morning? How you guys doing? Oh, I'm at uh, I'm I'm bouncing around at twelve, man. I uh, you know up at the you know three o'clock this morning, so a half hour earlier than the norm. Was way into content and review of yesterday. And then just so many good things going on, planning and and Pete Ocasio, who is my trainer, is just taking me to another level. So I think my arms may fall off. <laughs> Shea, Shea Money's been at it this morning, taking care of all the back room for the show. Shay, much appreciated. And uh, I know when I get a video from you, good morning, Todd. I know when I get a video from you at four o'clock that you're definitely on it because not yes. only is it like, it's not just a note, but like you're on it. Like you're in it. You're deep into the content already. You're sending me videos. I'm like, all right, he's on one today. So let me tell you something. I think uh, Shay has really upped his game and I am super appreciative for that. And so uh, when, when you're in the situation where people in and around you are upping their game, shout him out, call him out, tell him. That's the, you know, let that's him know. the team you're looking for. That's who you should be surrounding yourself with. Let, and we got a know, ton man. of good stuff to talk about today. But, uh, buddy, that's okay that you missed it live yesterday. Glad that you watched it back on the replay. Uh, we're just glad to have people joining and sharing the message and had a bunch of virtual coffees yesterday. Shout out to the uh, entire Worldwide Express team out in Detroit. Got two of them on the uh, on a virtual coffee yesterday, which was great. Good morning, Howie Craw, Jim Barrett, Scott Garb, all you guys. Appreciate you being here. And uh, I'm, I'm ready gonna, to get I'm, after it. I got a couple of shout outs before we do that. Uh, good morning, Tammy McKenzie. Looking forward to seeing you for our uh, coaching call this morning. If you missed it yesterday, I had the incoming uh, director of the Symphony of the Americas a guy that uh, we spoke live yesterday afternoon on Tell Me Something Good. He's uh, I, He was live from Mallorca, Spain. What a cool dude. And he had a, we had a whole conversation about the parallels of business, you know, managing your business and all the moving parts and managing the, uh, you know, the orchestra. And it was really fantastic. So uh, that is uh, the gentleman. Um, and, you know, reach out, find it. It was a really, really cool article. I'm thrilled. So I love the you. way that he draws the parallels to, you know, orchestrating an orchestra and conducting an orchestra and, and running a business similar to the way that we do on here with sports and business. So really good stuff. But uh, Shay, let's get him cranked up with some morning motivational music. But she's looking at you. So let me tell you something. 
Like, if that doesn't wake you up from the dead, what would <laughs> so, that song? It's the, just it's, fucking juice, man. Here's a, short, here's a short fist pump. Yeah, so just just the way that you know we're always listening now and paying attention to songs, and I'm like, oh, that's a good huddle song. That one came on like last week in the middle of a workout, and I was dead. And that came on, and the trainer said, "This is what you came for." And I was like, "All right, I'm in, back in the game." And so I immediately noted that in my mind. And so I think it's a great reminder, like this is what you came for. You're here, and everybody's looking at you, so you got to get it done. So that'll get you cranked up and going this morning and excited to jump into this morning's content. And we're going to start to talk a lot about sports the way we normally do. But in particularly, we've got some great videos to share. One being of this gentleman whose birthday it is today, Jerry Rice, who is hands down the best receiver to ever play the game, statistically far above everybody else. Um, but he, he got caught on a run one day, a bunch of people ended up being around him and they caught, they, they had like a, a candid interview with him. Shay, show us the interview. And the most important thing for me, it was to do my regimen always during the off season. I took two weeks off and I would go right back into my regimen. So I never got out of shape. It's so difficult when you take so much time off, then you try to all of a sudden get back out there and work yourself back into shape. You know, it's going to be painful. So I never took any time off, and I think that's why I was able to, uh, you know, have such a successful career. You know, 20 years, that's a long time. But I tell people over and over that the main thing about that, I was in such great shape, they couldn't catch me. <laughs> they wanted me, they wanted to hurt me, but they couldn't catch me. And uh, I prided myself on that, and, and plus I had some great teammates. And... You know, we took pride in, in what we did on the football field. And if you guys came out to a practice, I mean, it, it was no bullshitting around. You know, it was just like a, a, a football game, you know, on that given Sunday. Because you can't bullshit all week long then feel like you're going to be able to go out there and put your best product on the football field on that given Sunday. So it's the way we work during the week. We had teams defeated before we even stepped on, on the football field. So, I mean, just the way that – the, the su success is not a secret, right? I found that video because it was his birthday, and I'm looking for content about Jerry Rice, and I knew that there would be something. And I dove down past his Hall of Fame speech and all of that for a minute and 15 seconds that, number one, him talking about regiment – and getting back to the regiment, he played 20 years in the league because he handled the offseason different than everybody else. He didn't take an offseason. He took two weeks off to let his body recruit a little bit and got right back to it. He never got out of shape in order to stay in shape for his entire career. So the discipline of that and the, and the mindset is where it's at. So um, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, I posted on a throwback Thursday picture of me, Jerry Rice, and John Sally. I got the opportunity to work with uh, with Jerry on a couple of things, a couple of different projects. And one of the things I'll tell you, and this is the true sign of success, is that what he lived and breathed on the field, he did off the field as well. I mean, doing the the commercial work with him was so regimented, was so on point. He showed up on time. He was ready. He had done the practice, and you know, just great, great stuff. So, uh, I mean, just incredible um, that he is living proof of you know, you know, that routine works. 
So we talk about preparation all the time. And he talks about if you would have come to one of our practices, you would have thought it was a Sunday. You would have thought it was a game day. And we beat people before we got on the field because of how we practiced during the week. So, you know, just driving home all the things we talk about consistently. Obviously, in the business world, your game day might be a day apart, but that shouldn't change the fact that you're preparing for everything that you do. And you're preparing while you're preparing, you're preparing like it's a game day and you're doing everything to that level. So shout out to Jerry Rice for taking pride in practice, being a great example of what we talk about on a daily basis of routine, regiment, building a process, which obviously we're going to talk about later. And that's going to be the big nugget of the day is how you build a game plan. So I, I love it. Um, big shout out to John Tull, um, my Gator friend. I'll see you either Friday or Saturday this weekend. I'm heading to Gainesville to, uh, to see my boy, to see LSU, to start that new winning streak. But a shout out to you because, because of the huddle, he is having virtual coffees. And his comment to me, I had coffee with Kurt Smith, who's a client of mine, in the spirit of you just never know. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I love it. That's phenomenal. So, Phoenix, what's happening in Arizona? He doesn't know. Well, you just never know, man. So you, you just never arrive, know. Man. And so what's stuff. the harm in a, in a virtual coffee? So, True great that. stuff. Um, continuing along, we are always talking about sitcoms on this show. We're talking about Friends. We're talking about Seinfeld. Cord Cutters put out a top 10 90s sitcoms and and actually where you can find them where you can stream them so that you're able to go to it so i want to roll through the list because there's one that i think got left off here that i want to talk about and there's some that i think you might not even know but they are right in my wheelhouse so number 10 which is interesting and i don't know if they did this in any kind of order is friends obviously a classic that you can find on hbo max this next one is a classic that i love as a kid that only gets enough credit, Living Single, unbelievable, great show, Queen Latifah, brought Queen Latifah into the mainstream, you can find that on Hulu, Sister, 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 T and Tamara, the twin uh, twin sisters, that was, I think that was on like Nickelodeon Net, uh, and, um, and Disney, that's on Netflix, Saved by the Bell, classic. Zach Morrison, all-timer, Slater, all-timer. You can find that on Hulu. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, one that we've used before on the show, classic. You can find that on HBO Max. Family Matters, another great one. And there's a ton of clips that have come out recently from Family Matters on the social injustice conversation that they were talking about far before. So shout out to Carl Winslow and Family Matters. You can find that on Hulu. Everybody Loves Raymond, which is not a show that I ever really liked. I thought that that was fair at best. You can find that on Peacock. One of Full the most highly, highly rated shows. Everybody Loves Raymond. Sure. Well, from, from, from highly rated, but, you know. Full House, classic. Obviously, Danny Tanner. I mean, Bob Saget created an entire stand-up career after that based on being raunchy about Full House. You can find that on Hulu. Boy Meets World. Classic Disney show, Savage, you know, Young Savage, uh, Disney Plus, and then Seinfeld, which is on Hulu. Is there anything that stands out to you that's missing from that list? Because there's one for me that I was shocked was not on there. Shay, what do you got? Uh, home Improvement. 
Home Improvement, classic, Tim Allen. Great one that they left off the list. I love that. Not the one I was thinking of. Well, what are you thinking? Martin. Oh my I mean, God. his, wow. his show that. was fantastic. I remember yeah. watching that at like Nick at Night, the reruns, as I was going to bed as a kid. I loved Martin, so I couldn't believe that they left that off the list. But so if you guys are feeling this, oh, you got another one, Shay. Go ahead. Married with Children. Man, oh, oh, another one. Another one. <laughs> Al Bundy. Are you kidding me? Right. right. Fantastic. So, we gotta, so this is another example. To, this is a perfect example of how we spend part of the morning on shit that just doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think if you're feeling nostalgic and you want to get out there and, and watch something, there you go. So um, just some more stuff that I think is driving home the message cheers. of the importance cheers. of oh, cheers. Oh, my cheers. God. Cheers. But I don't know if that counts as a 90s sitcom because it started prior, probably. Yeah, that was probably a 70s one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, continuing to drive home the importance of social media and what people are doing, what brands are doing to market influencers, social media influencers are starting to now get traction within people's traditional media campaigns. You're seeing social media influencers show up in people's TV commercials, show up in people's radio ads, show up on their outdoor, on their billboards and all those kinds of things. So I think that drives home the fact that people are recognizing what's happening on social and saying we need to find another way to leverage our social media presence outside. And there's some incredible stats in here. So um, three quarters, 73% of marketers in the US, UK, and Germany said they put more resources into influencer marketing in the past year than their other tactics. So brands are seeing what's happening on social media, moving their dollars there, 41% of consumers saying social media influencers should use their platforms to discuss current affairs and everyday activities, which be authentic and genuine. They're not looking for influencers to just sell commercials. They're looking for influencers to be who they are so that they can align with them as people and then also connect. So the reason I bring this up is because I think you need to, and this is what we're talking about a lot with City Furniture, is you need to be the influencer within your network. I think when we talk about influencers, most people think, oh, I need 30,000, 50,000, a million followers in order to be an influencer. Bullshit. I call complete bullshit on that. I think whether you have 10 people in your circle, 100 people in your circle, you have the ability to be the influencer within that group if you utilize the platform in that way and share who you are first along with what it is that you do and the expertise that you have. I, I think here's an interesting takeaway from somebody like me who invested in the social media landscape six years ago, way, way before they were talking about personal branding and, and all of this stuff. And so every single one of those that have a million started with one. And one turned into two and two turned into four and four. And so, you know, wherever you are in the journey, now is the time to jump in the pool and get it going. So it's certainly validating. Lori, so Lori just talked about the high school influencers featured this morning on Good Morning America. I don't know if it was the same, but I saw another thing on the Today Show about high school students using social media in order to drive um, poll workers. 
to get people to sign up, to get other high schoolers to sign up, to be poor. So, so the value of social media and the value of activating your network is obviously happening all around you. What are you doing in order to take advantage of that? And we get all the time in these conversations, we talk about people saying, oh, well, why would people want to see what, what, what I'm doing or, you know, what should I put out there? Is, is there something that I shouldn't say? I don't want to offend people, which I think takes us to the next article of Procter & Gamble, because Procter & Gamble is actually going the exact opposite direction of that and saying, we don't care if we offend people. We are going to have the social conversations. We are going to use our platform to push the envelope forward to have conversations. I want to show their most recent ad and talk about this article. But Shay, take us to their, to, to their new commercial. I feel guarded. Judgment. It's fear of rejection. I pause when I'm about to encounter someone new. Hello, this is Joe, my roommate. Airport security, going through customs. With my coworkers, clients. I feel like I have to not touch her, like, in the grocery store. It's nonstop. It changes how I navigate the world sometimes, but I can't change who I am. It makes me feel resentful. They miss out on me at the end of the day. That's the worst part. I would love to have that moment where I don't have to pause. This is Joe. This is my partner of 37 years. Flight, <laughs> openness. Maybe we could just be ourselves. I could just show up as my true self without having to explain who I am. Super powerful, super powerful. And this is not new for Procter & Gamble, all right? I mean, they, they've had other videos, and if you guys are interested in seeing what else they've done, you can go to The Talk. You can go to YouTube and look up The Talk. You can look up The Choice. That one is called The Pause. They've been doing this for five years now of pushing the envelope forward, and their mantra is progress, not perfection. So I think, number one, just taking that out of context and using that on its own, progress, not perfection. Most people wait to jump into the pool to try something new because they feel like they have to have it all figured out before they do it, right? Wrong. They're not saying we have all the answers. We're not saying we're Procter & Gamble and we know what to do, but we are saying that we're going to put ourselves out there, that we're willing to have the conversations, we're willing to do the things, we're willing to stand out there and say, hey, let's talk about it, which I think is incredible from a major, major brand because a lot of major brands don't want to get in that conversation. They're not willing to put themselves out there in that kind of way. There's a lot of fear associated with what if and whatever. And, you know, I've always been a fan is not everybody's going to like you anyway, you know, so what's the difference? The one once we're supposed to be attracted to a message like that will be. So it's pretty fantastic, man. That's uh, that's great stuff. So Damon Jones, who is the chief communications officer for Procter & Gamble, says that uh, forfeiting potential customers is sometimes part of committing to these meaningful conversations. Um, we don't hold everyone agreeing with us as the standard. What we hold to uh, what we do hold ourselves to is making sure we are connecting meaningfully with our consumers and we are recognizing and representing them positively and doing that consistently. 
This is a major brand that's talking about all we're worried about in a communications effort is how we connect with people genuinely and authentically. So move that to the person, move that to the personal side of things. And I don't think people recognize the power they have of influencing other people. People are watching, people are paying attention. I have a story that I shared with you three years ago. I was on a, a JetBlue flight to Albany. I was speaking to the worldwide folks. Jim, shout out to Jim Bennett and Jimmer and all of that group in the Northeast. So I, I was speaking to them and I had a, a conversation with the flight attendant and gave her my information. We connected on social media. She stayed in touch with me, but the conversation we had was her son was a high school football player and was interested in information about recruiting and what was the next step. And I said, hey, my son is, you know, has been doing this for 10 years. Maybe somebody you want to talk to. Yesterday, I got an email from Sandra Pierre. She says, hey, hope you remember me three years ago while my son is graduating. It's that time. I'd love to connect him with your son. And Mark, what are you going to do? I'm going to reach out to her today and see if I can help her and do anything I can to help with the recruiting process for them. And you will influence her and her kid's life in a way that is unimaginable in any other society with any other tools. The power is so overwhelming if you use it, right? Shout out to Sandra Pierre-Lewis. So I, I so I, I think that that's a great way to start the conversation this morning. I think understanding the power of social, what you can do. And, and his final comments in that article was, we have really made a stake in equality because it's not only the right thing to do for the world we live in, but it's actually good for business. Adding that communities of color and people that are different possess trillions of dollars in buying power. So like understanding that like it's not just because, oh, we want to do the right thing. It's actually a great business play in the way that he, he's leveraging them and the way they communicate. So awesome so stuff. I, shout out I, to I got Procter & Gamble. I got one more shout out that sort of fits in this place. It's a shout out to Claudia Medica, all of the folks at the uh, John DeJulius company who I spoke at their, you know, their event a couple of years ago. They're doing their virtual event this month. But um, they connected me with somebody that I'm speaking to in November, November, and as an added value to the 55 people that we're speaking to, they bought my book in Audible. So wait, yesterday we got an order for 55 books. You know, Audible, the, the book is five bucks. I mean, you want to get better in life. All of this influences around you. So there's no excuses. So shout out to you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for spreading my message. Claudia the last story, last story for the day is because in, in the exact vein of developing, getting better, Google has a plan to disrupt college degree to college degrees. Their new Google certificate program takes six months to complete and will be a fraction of the cost of college. They're actually training people on skills to get into whatever industry it is that you want to get in. So if you're not in a place that you want to be in, instead of saying, well, we got to send people back to school for a four-year degree to get them qualified to get into another degree, Google said, scratch that. We already have these certificate programs. We'll condense the learning into a six-week course that you're able to take for a fraction of the price. It's like 500 bucks or something ridiculous as opposed to like a $3,500 credit of a school. And uh, they're revolutionizing what could be a permanent change in the higher education space 
allowing people to get educated, to develop and get the skills and tools they need. If you're interested in that article, happy to share it with you, but I want to get to uh, the rest of the stuff for the day before we get there. Let's go. So Shay, take us to the wall of shame. So the first one, this is a classic name. This is a class. I really wanted it to happen good because when I saw salesman as the last name, I was like, all right, this has got to be a winner. Gotta you be talk a winner. about being born into it. I mean, come here, bro. Oh, like it should have been perfect. But, you know, no, no problem. Thank you for asking. Yes, I'm glad you asked. I'm a business owner looking to connect with top professionals. I'm also looking to connect and network with individuals you would be interested in. Which, are you interested in a business opportunity to create cash flow outside of your career? No, I'm not. Thank you for the sales pitch. Immediately, it's actually in your name. Not going to work. So, so this is fantastic. This is courtesy of Kim Swears. She sent this to me, and it's an absolute candidate. Linda Mingaza sends her a note. Can we talk? Kim, can you spare 10 minutes on, on the phone? We work specifically in health and well-being industry to help businesses like you grow and sell through social media. Okay, wait a minute. She's in the boating business. She spells social wrong, S-O-I-C-A-L. <laughs> To be frank, I've looked at your current social presence and think you're missing some tricks. <laughs> I have some great ideas to share with you. I'll be happy. I will happily do a free social. She spells it wrong again. Social media, <laughs> social media audits. Seriously, goodbye. This is Linda, director of Explode Social Media. Get your shit right. <laughs> All right, I got another one, but let's get to the Hall of Fame because I want to get to the game planning conversation after Good. this. So let's go to the Hall of Fame. Good. Shout out to a huddle member, Todd Hudson. Hey, Mark, how are we not connected? I've been working with your dad for about a year now, and we have been watching the huddle. Let's connect and, of course, have a virtual coffee since nobody on the huddle invites you to VC. Ha ha. Thank you, Todd. Excellent, excellent invite. Much appreciated. Glad to have you in the tribe and uh, looking forward to virtual. Why don't we just jump? We got 24. We got 26. So let's just cool. jump right into uh you know, so Shay, so, take us to the take take us to the next video of the day. Is being able to know that you could put the work in, literally trust the process, live about the process, and then see the results. And I think not only from a basketball player, but from everybody, whatever craft, whatever workspace you're in, to be able to put the work in and live along the process and build along the process and then be able to see the results. I think we all live for that moment. Wow. I mean, that's really a drop the mic validation from the greatest player, basketball player, you know, who's telling us trust the process. So I think, Mark, to your point, one of the things that we find is that people either don't have one or don't know how to create one. They, most people don't know how to create one. They don't know what activities to focus on. So I want to I want to parallel sports to business and life because 
in every game, we had a game plan, right? The game plan changes weekly, but not completely to an entirely new thing, right? But how you build a game plan for a game is you build it by situations, right? You look at, you call it normal down and distance, which is first and 10 and second and normal yardage. You call those normal downs and you have a bucket of plays that you would pick from because you know those are good for those situations and it's your bread and butter. You do them all the time. You practice them every day. You break third down, which is a high emphasis because you need to convert on third down in order to stay on the field or get off the field. If you're defensive, if you're on defense, you break that up into sections. And instead of just having third down plays, you actually get more detailed to the scenario. Third and three or less, third and four to six, third and seven to 10, third and 11 plus, so that when those situations come up, you know your menu of plays that you want to pick from based on what you do well and what you think you can do to win against your opponent. And then you've got trick plays. You've got the red zone, which is from the 25-yard line in. So I want you to understand that when you're building a game plan, the first thing you do is you break up the game into sections so that you can focus on them and get detailed about each section and then build out the strategy and the tactic for each one thing. So zoom out to life. You can break that up into buckets. You can break that up into mental and physical health. You can break that up into professional development or your career. You can break that up into family. So if you had three major things that you knew you wanted to win at, being your mental and physical health, being your career and profession and your, your profession and your family, then you get detailed about what you need to do in order to be successful in each one of those things and reverse engineer the outcomes. I know I want to be great at being a dad. What do I have to do in order to do that? I got to spend time. Me being a great dad is different than other people. I don't have my son all the time. So that requires me to make videos, send him videos in the morning, do story time at night over FaceTime. I find every which way I can to interact. And because I know I want to be a great dad, but my tactics are different than other people's based on my situation and what I can do and the tools I have. So convert that to salespeople. Break that up into your daily routine for life. What are you doing outbound? What are the tools you're using? What's the strategy that you use to develop the tactics in order to look different and show up different than everybody else? So I think that's awesome. We're way over. I got to jump because I got a coaching call. But here's what I'll tee up for tomorrow. Game planning is really, really significant. Knowing the behavior you want to do is significant. But managing the time, all great teams manage the clock. Tomorrow, it's all about managing the clock. I've got key takeaways on how to manage your calendar. See you. Shay, take us away. But she's looking at you.